0: Hey guys, welcome back to Handling It. I'm your host Catherine, and as you know, I thought I had my life all figured out and then I realized I actually didn't, but I'm handling it. And one of the best ways I've learned how to do that is to talk with others about how they're handling their own lives. Well happy Wednesday everybody, I don't know about you, but lately there have been some truly incredible TV shows airing over the past few months. One show that I very quickly binged though was Amazon Prime Video's Them. A horror series created by Little Marvin and produced by Lena Waithe, THEM tells the story of a Black family that moves to the all-white city of Compton, Los Angeles in the 1950s. Isolated from the community around THEM, the Emory family endures and combats racism, post-traumatic stress disorder, and maddening supernatural forces. And today we're going to be joined by actress Debra Iarende, who stars in THEM, playing the leading role of Lucky Emory alongside actor Ashley Thomas. Deborah has starred in shows like HBO's True Detective and Netflix's Luke Cage, as well as films like Harriet and Girls Trip. She's also worked on projects behind the camera as well, and today we'll be talking all about her journey with both acting and filmmaking. We'll be chatting all about her experience playing Lucky Emery and what them means to her. I think you're really gonna enjoy this conversation, so you know what to do, turn up the volume, get comfortable, and I hope you enjoy. Well, Deborah, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, I'm so excited to chat with you about your career in acting. You know, you have this new role on Amazon Prime Videos, them. I'm really excited to chat about it. Uh, I watched the show from start to finish and was spooked by it, but also loved it. Yes. So thank you so much for joining.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Of course. And yeah, so how have you been with the whole pandemic? I know we're almost nearing, I shouldn't say the end, but getting closer to, you know, a better post-pandemic society.
1: Right. Right. There's definitely a light at the end of the tunnel. At least I can see one. Um, You know, it it was, it was, um, I spent a big chunk of it with my younger sister, quarantine with my younger sister. Um, So that was really, really helpful. But it was just, it was really, really tough. You know what I mean? I am blessed to say that my my family and my friends are good. But just knowing that for so many people, that wasn't the case, that was really, really tough, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, But I think that it gave a lot of us kind of a view into... I think it made a lot of us you know, reflect on a lot of things in a way that I think a lot of us didn't realize that we needed to, um, at least it certainly did for me. Um, but yeah, I've been good, I can't complain. Healthy, family's good, friends are good. I can't complain.
0: Hmm. I've said the same thing. Luckily, no one uh, too close to me has been, you know, in, affected by the virus directly, which has been great, but, um, I said, no matter how you look at it, everybody's been hit by this in a different way. Um, mm-hmm. No matter what age group, where we are globally, of course, mm-hmm. it's, it's really crazy. But, you know, I say it every week and it's so interesting to hear, you know, everyone's perspectives that, you know, we have on and how they've been able to take the time to, I guess, harness their passions and hone in on what they're passionate about
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then Again, like put that into the real world and go out there and create projects. And with them, I'm so excited to chat about it. And you know, it's it's such a new and exciting show. Um, but before we get into that, your background with acting and film. So you're originally from London, for those who don't know, and you moved to the states. You did acting over in London, um, in theater, but then you came to the states with your family when you were younger. How did you get involved with acting? Yeah. and film specifically?
1: So my parents um, kept us, more specifically my mom, kept us, my sisters and I, um, in acting classes, violin lessons, singing lessons, dance lessons, everything. They just kept us in the arts. Um, now when I talk to my mom about it, um, she says that she could always see that we were kind of, you know, leaning on the more artistic side. Um, so they just kind of took that and and kind of let us just play. Um, so we didn't we didn't start or I didn't start acting professionally when I was younger, but I um, did enough acting to know that I loved it. I knew then that I would be a professional artist. Like throughout my life, there's been nothing else that I can say that I seriously considered as my, you know, as a possible path, life path for me. Um, so we fast forward, we moved to America and, um, you know, kept, I kind of kept in the arts in school. And then I went to Howard University. Um, I got my degree in film production and I minored in fashion merchandising, kind of merging um, two of my loves. And while I was at Howard, I got my uh, first agent in New York, cause Howard's in DC. And I would go back and forth um, from DC to New York and back in time for class to go to auditions. And, um, and yeah, I just, I kept with it. And I remember when I was about to graduate um, and you know, in kind of my major, that was a time where a lot of the students were getting internships and things like that because most of the people in my major, they wanted to work behind the scenes. Um, and I remember being at a career fair and I was kind of standing just kind of back. I was really just, I knew that I, I knew that, that was the time that I would have to make the decision to kind of go fully in to acting or kind of choose a different path and hopefully land um, in an acting career. And one of my professors at the time, who I loved very much, she came up to me, she saw me kind of looking really sad. And I told her what I was kind of battling with, and she was like, "Do it, be an actress, go for it." And it was so simple, but it was so profound. And that was a moment that I was like, "All right, I'm going to do it." And so I graduated. It was not it was not an easy road, mm-hmm. um, but I kept with it, and you know, here I am. So, yeah, I'm just grateful that she saw me in that moment.
0: Yeah, that's, I I really love hearing, um, you know, individuals in the arts, how they get involved with it, especially, you know, in in looking at school and education. Um, I just think it's really interesting because it is such an unconventional career and um, Mm -hmm. such an unconventional thing to study too. But I think that's so interesting when you are really passionate about something to, you know, run with that passion and really Mm -hmm. pursue it.
1: Yeah, it's so important, because you never want to, you don't want to regret, you know what I mean? I just feel like, I feel like if a person is called to do something, no matter what it is, if you stick with it, you will make it, you know, if you really, really stick with it, and don't get me wrong, there have been many times in my career where it looked like I wasn't going to make it, you know, because most people don't, don't, aren't able to um, make a living off of being an artist, you know? Um, So I'm really, really grateful to be in a position where I'm walking in my purpose and I feel like I'm, you know, I have a blessed career so far, but there have been many times where it didn't look like it was gonna happen for me. And I just, I kept on going anyway. I showed up scared, I showed up tired. I showed up um, confused. I showed up with only a tiny bit of hope left. And um, just to kind of see the fruit of that, it's just, it's a feeling that is really, really hard to explain. It's just amazing. Mm -hmm.
0: And I think, you know, from my side, as someone who I guess you can categorize as a film and television junkie, a simple way to put it, um, what I find really interesting about acting as well, um, especially just finishing up the Oscars and, uh, you know, the looking at all the winners with that, I think it's really interesting with acting and as an actor to be able to take on characters and portray characters that really represent and Reflect, you know, something bigger than bigger than life itself, yes. um, and when they have a purpose and a message, and uh, when films have a message in general. So with them, um, let's get into talking about it because I, like I said, I was really blown away by the whole production. Um, and for those who don't know, it's a story about a young um, black family moving from North Carolina to Compton in the 1950s. And you play the character of Lucky Emery, the mother, a mother and wife. And you play alongside Ashley Thomas, who plays your husband Henry, and Shahadi Wright and Melody Hurd, who play your daughters Ruby Lee and Gracie on the show. And They were all incredible as well. Everyone was great. Um, If you will, would you mind, for those listeners who haven't watched the show yet, would you mind introducing your character and providing a little bit of background about her? And I guess reflect on your experience uh, playing her.
1: Yeah. Um, So um, Livia Lucky Emery is, um, she's a wife a mother, a teacher um, in and outside of the classroom. She is, or was the backbone of her North Carolina community. She is a warrior. She shows up. She reminds me of so many women um, who I know in my life who show up no matter what, you know, Um, she is just, She's so layered. She's not just one thing, you know? Um, and I think that's what made me so excited to play her initially is that she reminded me of me in that sense, where it's like, if you try to put her in a box, you would be doing yourself a disservice because she is um, strong, but also delicate. She is... Uh, a lover and a fighter. She is regal, but she'll get her hands dirty. There's so much to her, you know? Um, And so for me, um, she was just an honor to play. I hold her dear to my heart. She showed me that A, I am far more capable than I ever thought I was. Because when I first got the script, when I first um, read episode one I was terrified to be honest with you to play her because I knew that um, playing her would require every single bit of what I had and then some um, but I'm so blessed to to have given that and and shown myself really that I'm far more capable than I ever thought I was um, she She taught me to own my truth, own the truth of my experience. Um, Just really playing her, I feel like for me was like a letter to the many women, the many black women who aren't believed from me to them to say, I believe you and I see you. And that to use my art in that way To say that was rewarding is honestly um, an understatement, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, just to say, I believe you, I see you. I am going to play this character as honestly as I can to show you that I believe you. That is what Lucky means to me. And I felt like back, she was telling me, I believe you. I see you. I see the truth of your experience and your thoughts and feelings. Yeah, she was just a blessing to play.
0: Yeah, she's such a strong character and you have so many strong performances in the show. And also, I I don't think I mentioned yet, it is a uh, horror show. (laughs) So um, when I watched it, I binged it all in one day, I will admit, because in my case, I would rather be scared of something one night than be terrified of it multiple nights in a row, episode by episode. Um, but I, I really, I really enjoyed it because, and I think it's interesting to look at how um, how horror is being, the genre of horror is being uh, portrayed in film and television across both, um, because it's it's being used as sort of social commentary, and it's such an interesting way to you know to look at it. And I think with, you know, the show, obviously, um, them really focuses around racism, right, in the 1950s. And this is pre-civil rights movement in the US. So Mm -hmm. I think that's also really interesting to consider too. Um, And, you know, the executive producer, Little Marvin, he actually talks about how, you know, it's uncomfortable to watch at times, but it's necessary to show And I think the severity of the racism in the show is, it's really necessary to show because it's still, some of it still exists today. Right? Um, And I don't know if that would be sort of your perspective. um, If you think that, you know, the messages the show gets across, if it's, if it is timely and if you feel that it is, you know, a necessary show for today.
1: Absolutely. I mean, um, I think that's probably the scariest thing, at least it was for me, um, about this this uh, this show is the truth of it, right? I think if it were um, a show that you know, people went into it kind of like, okay, I'm going to see some things that are kind of out there and then I'm going to come out of it being like, wow, that was great. But I think what is rattling people and what even rattled me while I was playing lucky and also watching it back was the truth of it you know um seeing what happened back then and also seeing you know kind of putting it up against what is going on right now you know we don't have to look very far to see how people who are perceived as them are still being treated you know, it's um, it's 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 crazy. It can be, it can get horrific. It can get terrifying. So it makes sense to explore this ugly thing called racism, sexism. You know, all the other isms in the context of horror because it it can it's horrifying. You know. Um, So, yeah, I I completely agree with that. And, um, you know, I've I've had so many people who have come up to me and told me that they watched the show with um, their 80 or whatever old um, grandmother or grandfather. um, And they were so happy to finally see, you know, they felt the truth of it i'll say you know i'll say that and getting those stories back just means the world to me that you know someone who might have been um voiceless i guess if you will finally feels like they have a voice finally feels like oh yes that was my experience those were the things that when i told people that i experienced they didn't believe me Mm -hmm. you know it's just um yeah so yes, it is completely relevant today, and it makes sense to use horror to to show that
0: right, and I think too, um you know, with that said, when you see things on screen and they make you uncomfortable, I really believe it's because there's an element of truth to it and while of course, there's exaggerations and you know everything for for film and TV there will always be exaggerative, but mm-hmm. it's because there's a sense of reality in it. Mm-hmm. and i think that is the really horrifying thing um and the in the show really explores racism but i also thought it was interesting because it does dive into sexism and i i personally thought it was interesting um especially because it impacts your character and we won't spoil too much um but i think how the show explores sexism and also the silencing of women with the justification being mental health, being Mm -hmm. unwell and unstable. Mm -hmm. Um, And I thought that was really interesting. And it's something that obviously isn't explored too in depth, but it's touched upon Um, and it affects your character. So I was interested um, when, with your role and uh, as your character, you know, Mm experiences something like that being sort of silenced and um locked away in a sense
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh and it's you know being uh yeah. blamed for you know her mental health and being right.
1: unwell um what was that like um so so a few things so you know when i mentioned earlier about um about it playing lucky being this thing for me where i say to women i say to black women i believe you is because they're they're there absolutely was this thing of women not being believed. There still is a thing in today's society of women not being believed. Um, just the gaslighting of it all and the 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 yeah. It, it's mm-hmm. it's so for me it was an honor to kind of bring that to the screen. But also you know, Lucky's very existence and the things that she goes through it. it it dives deep into not only racism, but also sexism, because that's the truth of her experience. She doesn't get to choose which fight. You know, she is black, she's also a woman, you know what I mean? Um, And so that, finally putting that out there to get people to understand that it was this double thing, you know, and then on top of that, you have colorism, you know, her being dark and me being dark. It's this thing of just you know understanding um, the fight oftentimes of black women and the fact that we can't we we often don't have the luxury of choosing between um, between fighting against racism and fighting against sexism, you know um, so so yeah that, that was very beautifully put put. Um, on paper, when I read it, you know, by Little Marvin, I felt very much so that he understood that, and that was was one of the things that really drew me to um, playing Lucky and drew me to um, the the story. But but yeah, I think I think I hope that my performance, I hope that the show really gets some conversations going about that, and just really. Um, helping people to consider the experience, not only as, you know, seeing Black people as them and just how that feels as a Black person, but also how that feels as a woman to also be seen as them, mm-hmm. you know, and you put those two things together and what in the world, you know, how do you even stomach that? How do you walk around day to day feeling comfortable, any sort of comfortable? So, um, so Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was definitely something I noticed while watching and something that I was, you know, really, uh, I guess, happy in a way that the, mm-hmm. the show explored, um, because it is a really interesting topic. And, you know, you talked about Lucky. She's endured a lot. Yes. Um, and we, as an audience, sort of see that throughout the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess another really beautiful thing, though, as each character endures their hardships um, and has their own experiences with racism throughout the show. Mm -hmm. Um, I think one really beautiful thing of looking at it and especially tying it back to, you know, what you were saying in the beginning of this conversation, being able to have the pandemic with your sister and and sharing that family aspect is that in the show, you have that family unit. Mm -hmm. And while they're really divided from, uh, what it looks to be society Mm
1: -hmm. in the
0: show, um, they really have each other. Yeah. which is really beautiful.
1: Yes, yes, yes. I mean, and that's, that's really the only way they can even begin to conquer their, you know, the demons that are after them, you know, um, two sayings, you know, a house divided will fall. Mm-hmm. That is very, very true. And, you know, love conquers all, you know, um, I really went into this, believing both of those things, um, and I'm so glad that you picked up on the love aspect, the black love aspect, because that is really, really important. You know, that's that's how people today are even making it through anything. That's how I made it through the pandemic, you know, with my right mind is just being loved on by my sisters and my mom and, you know, I stay in contact even though I was only um, quarantined with my younger sister. Love really, really, really is powerful. I believe love is even more powerful than hate. So, um, so yeah, I'm, I'm glad that you picked up on that, and just the fact that no matter what they were going on, what they were going through and facing outside of their home, they um, that love, that love, they kept it strong, and 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 even. It was even made stronger by what they were going through. So I thought that was really, really beautiful when I first read it. Mm-hmm. Oh so, yeah,
0: definitely. It's certainly for me. I guess the thing that kept me breathing all throughout. I'm like, "We love yeah. each other."
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> but yeah, it, it was just uh, so amazing to watch. And you know, you've uh, spoken and said that the show. Um, there's obviously one scene in particular where you said you really gave it your all, and it really was the performance of your career. Yeah. Um, I guess just overall, looking at the show, what did it teach you about yourself as an actor?
1: Hmm. Well, one, that I am far more capable than I ever thought I was. Two, um, I think it really showed me how important um, what... I do is, you know, art is so important. When when people say that art imitates life and life imitates art, that is so real. And so it really puts a new battery in my back as far as um, what I want to do moving forward and just making sure that um, I keep in mind that I am representing real people on screen, whether I like it or not. There's someone's story. There's someone's life that is attached to my performance. Someone's going to see that and say, whoa, that was me. That for me, I don't, you know, I was always aware of that. And I always, you know, just being me and just being empathetic and, and really, um, focusing on the purpose behind everything I do. I just do that naturally. But I think after this, just the weight of this story and how important it is, it just really, um, it just really put a battery in my back just as far as making sure that I hold um, the representing of people even more preciously than I did before, you know, the messages that I get from people who've watched the show and just said, that was me, that was me. And I believed your performance and I was in tears because I remember so-and-so story when that happened, however many years. And that means the absolute world to me, that people get to see themselves, you know, that I'm able to put words in life to their private experiences. Um, That means the world to me. So really just, just um, opened my eyes to, I guess, greater my greater purpose as an artist, if that makes sense.
0: Definitely. I think yeah. that's the really interesting thing and something I that I feel is really easy to forget at times is how powerful yeah. film and television is. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, Regina King actually said it at the Oscars, like it's what got us through the pandemic. It's- yes and it got us through and i think too it's just it's so interesting even just hopping on a zoom call every week and you know what are we talking about the shows we watched last night i just think that in itself is so cool that people are so moved by the stories we're seeing on screen and you know able to go out in the world and then you know converse on them i think it's just so amazing yeah. and Especially with everything that's happened in the pandemic, too. I think, as we talked about film earlier, as creators in film, mm. I think looking at everything the good and the bad that has happened this year across so many different subjects, mm. um, you know, I think looking at how society was affected on a global scale. And, you know, as creators, it's gonna be so interesting to see how these topics and conversations are gonna translate over onto the screen and, you know, get people talking and get people, you know, caring about a lot of issues too. Yes,
1: Yes. and I think, or at least I hope that it gets, um, that we continue on this path of, of, you know, we say diversity and inclusion, but we really, really need to continue on this path of including everyone and allowing people to tell their own stories a lot because I just feel like um, we're in this age where that's, I guess, the beauty of social media is that people, the narrative is in a lot of people's hands that it wasn't in before. So, you know, you get what was being put out there and then you get the truth. And I feel like there's more pressure on on the um, film and TV world to get it right. Because if you don't get it right, so-and-so is gonna tell their own story and it's, you know, people are gonna watch that instead of whatever you put together. And so I think that like, there's this just new welcomed pressure to just continue to put people at the center of stories that might not have been to continue to let, you know, TV shows and films reflect the world we live in, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that that is beautiful and that is something that I think was certainly amplified by what we've been through in the past, you know, year and and more. And so, um, yeah, I just really hope that we continue on this, on this path.
0: Yeah, and I think... To add to that, too, if you don't see yourself reflected on the screen, if you don't see yourself, grab your phone, make a movie. You know, it's amazing what you can do on your own and don't think you need a team of people. Like, there are so many films that have been done, so many shows that have been done just on an iPhone, and it's incredible. So, yeah, like you hold the power at the end of the day um, and you can start the conversation, like you said.
1: Yes, you absolutely can. And, and people will, if it's true, if it's true, people will watch it,
0: mm-hmm. you know?
1: And that's the part about it is like, you know, people, I think in the past were so concerned with um, just doing things that they felt were, I won't even say right, to be honest, because many times they got it wrong. But I think now it's all about the truth of it all, you know, is it true? we don't care if it's pretty, we don't care if it's, if it's, you know, if it makes us feel good at the end of the day, is it true? And I think that's what people, at least from what I'm feeling, want. And that is exciting for, I think, artists, because when you are in that space of putting art out there that is true, that is a sweet spot. That's when you can really start to do something, but when you're putting stuff out there that's performative and not in a good way that's like kind of just trying to do the right thing or or um or just trying to you know do the thing that's always worked, no great art is created out of that out of that space, you know so so yeah i just i'm I'm excited to see what happens. I really, really am, you know, I feel like it's just um. It's gonna be beautiful. It really is. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I love that. And you know, I think with that said, I really want everyone out there listening to go watch them because there's so many great messages in that show. Mm -hmm. And um, you know, I always love to conclude Deborah by asking with this being handling it, is there a piece of advice or a lesson you've learned throughout your career that's really helped you handle your life?
1: Um, hmm. I would say um, focus on being true rather than being right, you know, Um, and I'll put him out there, that's fine. So when I was working on True Detective, um, Mahershala Ali, I asked him, because he's just this wealth of he has a wealth of wisdom Mm -hmm. he's just a really really you know dope guy and I just was like let me just ask you all the questions I could ask you right now while I I have you so I just asked him I was like what would you give we were about to do a scene and I just asked him like what what advice would you give you know your younger self or like what what advice if there's any advice you would give me like what advice would you give and he said he stopped and he thought and he was like focus on doing what is true rather than doing what is right in everything, you know, whether it be work, love, friendships, uh, where you want to live, anything, just focus on what is true rather than what's right. Because people oftentimes focus on um, doing what they think is right, you know, and that changes all the time. But if you focus on what is true, that is, that's what you, that's the, that's the sweet spot, you know? And so um, I've always held that with me, you know, just in me showing up and just being myself and owning my story and letting go of perfectionism, which, oh my gosh, I'm so grateful to be in a space where I've let go of, of trying to be perfect. Um, But just focusing on what is true, what resonates in here, that has served me so much. And I, and I really think that it will continue to serve me.
0: Hmm. What a way to end it on some Mahershala Ali advice. No, um, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah, because, you know, at the end of the day, the right thing uh, to you doesn't mean it's always the right thing. Exactly. And I think that's a really important takeaway. But yeah, well, Deborah, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Well, I absolutely love speaking with Deborah about her work in Them, and if you guys haven't watched this show yet, I can't recommend it enough. And it's on Amazon Prime for those of you that are interested. Thank you to Deborah so much for coming on, and thank you listeners so much for tuning in. As always, let me know what you thought of our episode. You can reach us on Instagram at Podcast, and feel free to send us a message and let us hear your thoughts and suggestions. I'll see you next week with a brand new episode, but until then, keep staying safe with everything going on in the world right now, and keep handling it. I'll talk to you soon.